Welcome to the Mindful Medicina Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jeanette Daniels. I'm a naturopathic medical doctor on a mission to inspire a renewed confidence in the intelligence of the human body. And joining the conversation today is my friend and colleague, Janelle Hartman, lymphatic and colon hydrotherapist, esteemed yoga teacher of teachers, and the co-producer of this show. Welcome to the Mindful Medicina trailer podcast episode. Today is an opportunity for you to get to know your hosts. I'm Dr. Jeanette Daniels. And I'm Janelle Hartman, the co-host. This episode, we had some fun. We were interviewing each other, um, bringing out some of our biography with some silly questions and some serious questions that were chosen randomly from bags. Yeah, it got real fun and it lasted a long time. We went over two hours and so we decided to chop these up into segments so that uh, you can have a little bit of fun with us here along the way. We'll pepper these in. Um, We had a great time doing it. I hope that you enjoy getting to know us. Okay, let's get serious. Seriously. Seriously, would you? Stop joking around. All right, you going in? Here we go. Going in. Oh, <laughs> how would you describe your profession in three words? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I can do this in two words. Damage control. <laughs> you were ultra efficient. You're like, I don't even need three words. <laughs> I don't I just two words. Damage control. Damage control. I'm always managing uh, the food. If you call it food, the processed, industrialized substances that go in people's mouths, uh-huh. the drugs, yeah, side effects, yeah, damage mm-hmm. control. Mm-hmm. Damage control. Two words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's let the record show. She did it in two words. <laughs> this, is, this is the serious question. This is serious. Okay. I'm, really serious okay three words that mm-hmm. this is very practical okay i think you're gonna make it silly but go ahead i'm not this is check this oh, out okay poop lymph fascia oh poop lymph fascia hey like i'm a colon <laughs> hydrotherapist i'm a poop worker i mean let's get rid of it let's figure out why it's not coming out of you but on its own uh, poop Let's let's solve all the issues around this. Okay, poop, lymph, lymphatic system, upstream from everything. Like I'm, I want to help you move your lymph. I want to use my wands to help you move your lymph. I want to give you suggestions on things you can do yourself to move your lymph. I want you to feel your lymph. I want you to get to know your lymph, how it works, where it is, um, because your life is better when you live the lymph life and when you lymph. poop and when you poop, pooping lymph. And then with the yoga. Uh, which, the, first of all, the yoga helps both the poop and the lymph, which is amazing. The lymph helps the poop. And, and then the fascia, the, it all, everybody helps each other in this trinity, this holy trinity of my career. <laughs> the fascia, uh, amazing, this network of, of communi- really a communication in our body besides just being this you know, unifying um, web of connective tissue. Um, and when it's hydrated and things are moving, you're in your flow. It's awesome, and it's not pain. And there's pain, and there's stickiness, and 
that even our emotional health and our nervous system is conducted through there. So um, the fascia is a big deal. And I just love playing with it and Mm -hmm. opening it up and finding solutions to getting things to flow. So like lots and lots of flow in the poop, the lymph, the fascia. I feel like that's a, I just want to put a bow on it. There it is. I mean, yeah. (laughs) We're we're, uh, very efficient. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like, good luck having us do anything in two or three words and (laughs) calling it done. All right, let's go. Is it you? My turn? Okay. I'm a serious question. When did you know you were going to take this career path? Mm. Ah. 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 Well, when did you know you were going to start? When did you know? How did you know? Um, So, actually, after my second colonic, I had a, I was a a, a colonic um, patient for for a client for a long time before I became, actually became a colonic therapist. But I did know after my second colonic, my first colonic, I was really nervous. I almost chickened out. Then it felt amazing. And after my second one, and I was just kind of settled in and just noticing, like, the therapist was just having way too much fun. We were having great chats. She was telling me all about what was coming down the tube. You know, just I was fascinated by the way she was working my belly. And, and you know, she taught me, I remember she taught me about my gallbladder, you know, like she, and about gut flora. I'm just like giving me this information about my body. And she was in, so in her dharma. She was so in her flow. And, and, um, I just, and I felt so, I would always feel so good night and day when I'd walk in and when I'd leave. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew, and at the time I had been teaching yoga full time for a while and looking for something to um, really just make, you know, make some money so I could live my life. Um, and you know, after a while, it's like, you know, if you're not making money and you're doing something that you love, it's hard to love it for after a while. So yoga was starting to get a little, I was like, okay, I'm not as in love with it because now it's this kind of survival fight or flight thing. Um, but, uh, but brought the colon hydrotherapy in and, uh, loved the yoga again. I, yoga, I knew I was going to walk that path when I was working in social services with homeless women and I was just going real crazy. Um, and I needed some, some kind of self-care. And it was funny because, um, I say that, you know, but at the time I was like, I just, you know, like I, this, there's something, I need something to cope with this. And somebody's like, do you have a system of self-care? And I'm like, self-care, what the heck is that? That wasn't like a, that wasn't a, that wasn't terminology like in the early 2000s, you know? <laughs> so um, there was only a couple studios in the city and I started going to yoga and right away it was really the pranayama and the meditation that calmed my mind where then I could be, be present with those women. My body was feeling better too, of course. Mm-hmm. It was a whole, whole. It was very holistic, and um, that's when I knew I wanted to go down the path of, of at least being a serious practitioner. The teaching of it um, came later. I got tricked into teaching by nonprofit organizations, getting my number for my yoga program. I had only intended to be a really good student, not to be a teacher, mm-hmm. but I started volunteer teaching, and that's when I caught fire in me. Like, okay, I'm supposed to be doing this, yeah. even though I was terrified of speaking. Mm. And I kept going, so. Well, you're an incredible speaker. Oh, thank you. I feel like you just like, now you can't shut me up. Yeah, <laughs> She's not afraid of talking anymore now. now. No, I'm just going to hand the podcast over to you. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's tape gonna, my mouth when needed. I'm going to get that uh, <laughs> kinesiology tape out of the 
bedroom. <laughs> we'll have a little roll under the desk She's here. Like you know? walking around during the day with tape on her mouth. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, well, I think I think basically that you end up wanting to do for people what has been so healing to you. Amen. So that's that's how how it goes. Yeah, and for myself, uh, you know, naturopathic medicine. Um, when I first heard about it, I think I was around thirty one. I was just getting back from the Peace Corps, mm-hmm. and. I came back, I started working for Young Living Essential Oil as their company's personal fitness trainer. And so that was just a couple of days a week, so I needed some part-time work. I started working at a health food store in Salt Lake City. And there, the guy who owned it, Dave, so this is Dave's Health and Nutrition, um, he was a certified homeopath and a certified um, herbologist. Basically, he just did some things online. And he was telling me that his actual goal or dream was to become a naturopathic medical doctor. And at that time, I never heard of that. Hmm. And I said, what? I was so super intrigued. I was like, I had wanted to be a doctor as a kid very briefly. Again, going back to I'm not smart enough, so I never did it. And it just didn't feel right to just, I just, I never got into doing drugs. (laughs) And I just sort of felt like I don't want to even do pharmaceutical drugs when not necessary. So for me, it was sort of a turnoff to go into allopathy for that reason. Mm -hmm. But when this guy had mentioned naturopathic medical doctor, I said, please tell me what, what that is. And how the heck did you not do that? Why didn't you do that? And he said, well, I didn't want to spend a half a million dollars. And I go, oh, my God, it's that much. Okay. And then he started telling me what a naturopathic doctor does, what they promote, how they heal, how they help the body to heal itself. And I just took a step back and I thought, that's me. It wasn't even like something I was going to do. It was, oh, there I am. It was how I lived. It was how I also was helping people you know, in in a natural way already by being a fitness trainer, massage therapist, teaching nutrition. Um, so it all just made sense to me um, that that, since that was who I was, that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. And the money was definitely, <laughs> definitely something that kept me from going for a few years. I would get the guts up to apply and then bail out because of the money and or I was just going through a tough time in a relationship. Eventually, I was at a crossroads where I was like, well, I've applied to men's school, got accepted three times, and I keep saying, can you, you know, keep my application on file, you know, kind of thing, and defer me. And so finally that crossroads, I was like, well, here's the question you need to ask yourself. Will you regret it more not going? Like, Mm -hmm. will you always wonder? And it was a $400,000 sticker price to answer that question. Mm -hmm. And so I did it, you know, and it was worth 
It was worth it because you have to do who you are. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's when I knew, you know, working at a health food store, finding out about, can you believe that? I was 31, never even (laughs) heard of a naturopathic doctor. So, you know, it's all divine because had I not just arbitrarily needed a part-time job, again, being interested in health and wellness, applying for, you know, a job at a natural store, um, and then just randomly hearing about this from the guy who owns it. It's just it all falls into place. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's all divine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so. All right. Go for it. My turn, huh? Your turn. Oh. This is, you know, this is sort of falls between serious and silly, right? It's laid back. What are your hobbies? Mm. What do you do in your free time? I don't have much, <laughs> but <laughs> I definitely make time um, to dance. And uh, specifically, I've been dancing salsa and bachata a lot mm. in the last couple of years. There are a couple other dances I do like to do, but... Uh, those two seem to be the one I do the most, and I like to bodybuild. Mm-hmm. You know, every single day, I'm doing both or one or the other. Uh-huh. Not a day goes by because I have a rule that I assume today's the last day, and I have to do one thing I'm a pa- I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. In case it's the last day mm-hmm. of this. Reincarnation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this episode. Of, of this character role. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. And you? What, yeah. Are, what are your hobbies? I really, I'm, I'm a musician. I love I play music. I just, I have several guitars and um, I play, I do hand drums and I just love to sit with my guitar and I write a lot of music. Um, I love playing with people. I have, um, you know, I'm a, a drummer with Rob and Melissa, um, the local Kirtan group, um, and been with them for over 10 years now. Um, and so I love playing with them. Uh, but I do, I, I spend time on my own with my guitar, just writing, writing and, and pr- playing and practicing, getting together with more and more people um, these days. Um, I've a lot of my life I've been in bands and had you know my own projects or projects with other people so that it's just always brewing always bringing the background I go a little nuts if I'm not doing something musical Mm -hmm. so um, I love trying new instruments playing new instruments but the guitar is just really therapeutic for me I love her and um, yeah so uh, usually in the summertime comes around I just have this big um download of new songs um, I feel like when the sun comes so does the creativity and then I spend the rest of the year like learning the songs that I wrote because you know you you get a song, song download you still have to learn your own song and practice it and, and you know like refine it and stuff like that so that's something that brings me a lot of joy I love doing that yeah and I like to cook I love cooking I like cooking for other people I like cooking for myself fine but I really like cooking for other people mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the music is my big one. And, yeah. you know, you and I share a love of working out and yes. and our muscles and bodybuilding and, mm-hmm. 
keeping our muscle mass on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess they're pretty similar hobbies in general since you <laughs> like to play music and I like to dance there to we it. There we go, yeah. And we're both loving to sculpt our body. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it feels good to be strong um, on so many levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. All right. So Couple left. Turn. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whose biggest fan are you? <laughs> um, I am a big fan, um, I think the biggest fan of James Corbett, of the Corbett Report. Um, James Corbett is, um, he's... I feel like he is holding the highest integrity in journalism um, that I've ever come across. I have a background with journalism, and I just um, journalistic ethics are really important, especially in our world today. And um, he is an open source journalist, so there is nothing that he talks about that he doesn't give you the the links and his sources. Um, Not one thing that he talks about he doesn't give you the source to, and really encourages people to do their own research um, and. Uh, he um, fr- frequently is just fearless and t- speaking to people that doesn't necessarily agree with and just really wanting to bring out truth um, is adept with geopolitics um, and history. And that's a big one for me is um, is history. A really good journal- journalist is a historian and is going to tell you the background and how all these things are, are connected and send you um, off to do your own research to even have the references to look at some of these things that are happening. Um, so um, he just knocks out of the park. He's a wonderful speaker, um, is able to take huge concepts and and distill them down so that anybody can understand um, and really uh, is fearless. And he's been going for like the last 20 years. He's been talking about the things that are happening now for the last 20 years that these things were coming mm-hmm. and really doesn't um, now have a whole lot of arrogance. I told you so. He's just like, what do we do from here? You know, and this is what I saw come, like since he's been observing these things for so long, he can tell us about how, you know, how the, the cake was made, you know, how the, how the sausage is made. Um, really probably a better metaphor, but um, so yeah, James Corbett, I'm, a, I'm your biggest fan. Please come on our podcast. <laughs> I want to meet you. I want to talk to you. Um, yeah, but he's he just he's bright, shining star in my world. Yeah, that'd be incredible to have him on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Way ahead of his time. Brilliant man. Yeah. Uh, this, this, this might sound a little, I guess this is close to home. I would say my dad. Hmm. My dad, because he is so kind. Hmm. And he has been through a lot in his life. And he has so much will. And it's not, there's a difference between will and willpower. That's right. Yeah. He just continues to have the will. He also is a truth seeker, which I get from him, mm-hmm. you know, and he tries. He always tries. You know, he's always trying for his family. He's always trying for, and of course he's, he's LDS, so he's always trying for the Lord, yeah. his Lord. Mm-hmm. And he's always seeking the answers Politically, religiously, health-wise, 
he's a seeker. And uh, he wouldn't, he, like I said, he's kind. He wouldn't hurt a, f- a fly, you know. He's tender. Mm-hmm. For me, he's the one guy that I've come across personally that is tender-hearted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I value that tenderness from him despite the hardships he's had. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah, you know, there. Um, you said... Um, willpower and will, like the, the teasing the difference. And I, I had a, a really amazing teacher talk about the difference between willfulness and willingness. And willfulness, there's a lot of force. And the willingness is just really from this deep, deeper place inside of us mm-hmm. the, where faith lives and we're willing, to, we're willing to step in and to work with what's there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I loved that distinction. Yeah. Um, yeah, it sounds like your your father has that faith walk that mm-hmm. creates that willingness, and you certainly <laughs> you certainly inherited a lot of these things. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, definitely would say that the will is something that he and I have in common. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Will you? <laughs> will you? No, Jill. will you pick the last one? Okay. Ooh, last one. Is this it? This is, is it. The end of the serious bag? <laughs> oh. This is funny. I think this is a funny one, only because it's in relation to what do your patients or clients tell their friends about you? <laughs> so I immediately started laughing about myself. <laughs> Depends on what year. Yeah. So I would say, and I guess I'm going to go off of this because this is what patients will say to me. The the two things that they most commonly say are, "You have so much energy." (laughs) (laughs) It's and oh my god, you're so buff. (laughs) (laughs) And so I imagine that. They're going to their friends and saying, okay, you got to go see this little doctor, right? She's just like got all this energy and her arms are amazing and she does <laughs> hormones. You got to go see her to go get your hormones checked because I want to have her vitality. Yeah. No, so yeah. it's kind of yeah. like. They see you as an example. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I tell them I'm in menopause, I'm 50, I'm in menopause, it's kind of like, okay, I need some of that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Teach me. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. What, what wonderful things do you imagine they say about I kind of feel like there's probably some similar like I, I know that I'm I'm really an example of where natural health can take you and I I yeah like I feel like my self-care game and and I you know I practice what I preach and um and I, I think that people are probably like like just go see her you'll learn something you've never learned before and you know something will shift you know I, th- I feel like I, I have people say to me like I just know I'm gonna come I'm gonna there's gonna be something that I'm gonna tell you and then you're just you're just gonna give me some clue to re- research it or or you'll just give me an answer to a question and then it's just gonna send me off in a whole other trajectory so I just kind of like to keep people in the flow and I think that's probably what they they tell their pals mm-hmm. like go see Janelle and and you know you'll learn something and something's gonna happen I think I think that would be true in, in both of our cases that. Mm-hmm. They may come in for one thing, yeah. and then they're getting, you know, the latest political update, or <laughs> medicinal update, or right. you know, and it's it's just they they leave 
getting more than just a treatment. That's they get right. a conversation. Yeah. And that is definitely something that they can count on with both of us. Yeah. Is a, a deeper conversation. Yeah. And I, I'm really aware too, like uh, of exchange. Like, you know, it's it, every few years, um, our clinic, we need to um, increase our prices and, and insurance doesn't cover a lot of this stuff because, you know, if you're billing for insurance, then they also dictate a lot of what you do in your clinic. And so we have, we, we don't go that route. Um, and so it is out of pocket. And I just feel too, that like, I really bring a lot of presence. Like I, I have a little centering practice I do where my highest self is really going to be there to create a valuable experience for that person where they leave feeling like the money that they spend, even though it's more than it was a couple of years ago, is a drop in the bucket compared to what they got, you know? Um, and I want people to walk away with something constructive. And um, so I know that that's, 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 it. that's what I, I want to send people with. And I feel like that's probably what they tell their friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> we, should, we should ask some of them. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. That'll be it for our serious question. All right, we've piled the end of the bag. (laughs) Good job, Doc. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome getting to know you. We hope this conversation has empowered you. Remember, you are unique and you are a miracle. Your body doesn't make mistakes. It responds perfectly to an imperfect environment. Until next time, go get that life.